a priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Untitled Catholic Podcast number Jack Bauer. 24, for those of you who don't know what he's talking about. A.K.A. 24, here, still in Tennessee, with Father Sean Magaldi. People are gonna think that you took like a like a like a month long hiatus. Yeah, a sabbatical. We're, we're not gonna teach that. We're not gonna reveal our secrets of how we recorded like twenty of these um, podcasts in, in two days. Classic Father Sean is paying for yet something else. No, no, phone. I'm adding a credit card to Apple Pay. Yeah, because we're recording a podcast, so now is the perfect time to add a credit I'm card. I'm completely to contributing. Well, that brings us to our first topic. Um, John McQuaid, our faithful Patreon donor. Uh, Even though we don't have a real Patreon. He is now what, Sean? He is the official um, sponsor of the podcast. Which then, I think, Nolan, makes him the owner of the podcast. Because he's willing to pay for our uh, hosting well, fees. The two criteria for you being the owner in four episodes ago for all three of our listeners was that you both edit and pay for the podcast, right? Yeah. So if now he is the payer of the podcast, you therefore are one a participant and an editor. Yes. I mean, I, I would say financing the podcast has more weight than editing the podcast. Though clearly, I agree. Father Sean could sabotage the entire thing by not editing it at all. He could. <laughs> yes. However, does that mean that John McQuaid would then pay someone to edit the podcast if Sean were to not do it? Well, my problem is this: he 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 wills. He hasn't officially sponsored yet. Assuming he's a man of his word, which he is, right? And I this is this is also the second year that I've paid for it, so I've put in more than he has, even if he pays for our hosting fee. Does that mean I'm still the majority owner? No, I, I think it's about what have you done for me lately. I don't think that's how that works. And Nolan, I vote that Father Sean is then merely the general manager of the podcast, while. John McQuaid is the owner of the podcast. I mean, really? <laughs> All I know is it doesn't have anything to do with me because I don't contribute anything except for my voice when we record. <laughs> your voice and, <laughs> and your, sometimes And your, sometimes that could be debated whether that's a real contribution or not. <laughs> your voice and your lackluster opinion on things. Yeah. But that was I do have two things to say about this. First of all, thank you, John McQuaid. I've never even met you, but like the old commercial, I love you. Um... I'm going to say that because that's important. Thank you for your uh, support and sponsorship. And I'd like to take you out to lunch one day. Um, the second thing I'd like to say about this is I am totally fine with John McQuaid being our owner. As long as he's more like, um, as long as he's more like, uh, I don't know. Who's a, who's a good owner in, in like sports? Like, well, like We don't want him to be Jerry Jones. No, no, we don't want him to be... we we don't want we don't want him to be the Wilpons either. No, no, because then because then he wouldn't pay, and then after, <laughs> yeah, he would say, "Well, I know it's x it's it's x amount. I'll give you thirty percent of that." And, and that, we don't that would we make him we don't want him to be George Steinbrenner where he's making all the decisions either. What about a uh, Woody Johnson? 
I mean, you guys would know better as Jets fans than, than me. I, I was going to lean towards the Giants, the, the Maras. Yeah, I, that, that's a bet. Let's go with a winning, reasonable, uh, respectable organization. I so, would say the Roonies so, in so, Pittsburgh. Oh, that's a good one. That yeah. is a good one. And then someone, who's someone the who lets, the lets, lets the people do their job, you know, who yes. supports it and... Maybe, I, maybe I like that. Maybe has some advice every now and again, some some words of 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 wisdom or or co- constructive criticisms. But other than that, which, it just kind of lets the which players. Which right play. now, I think the only criteria for John being the owner is what Father Sean. He said that we have to give a shout out to Jerry Magaldi, creator of two thirds of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. I mean, where and, would we be without him? Wait, yeah, he definitely is not a listener, however. Yeah, he just listens to critique. Um, Nolan, with yeah. all that being said, how are you since the last time we talked to you? I'm great. I'm great. We had uh, snow days. and You survived the bomb cyclone. We You're back at work. It. Yep. Yeah, and, 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 and it's actually kind of good. It was, I, I was getting a little cabin fever. There you go. You're back at it. You're in the office, shooing kids away, but when they're trying to, I was so be ministered to, and you're recording so, the podcast instead. So like, like, just dying to to get out of the house for a little bit. That I, <laughs> I went. It was that bad. It was just. It was just. You know. It was like three days in a row of being in the house all day, and you know, it really wasn't bad. I mean, I'm with my kids. They're they're a riot, but. Um, I just, for my own sake, needed to just get out for a little bit, and I was, I, I was felt that way so strongly that I actually went to the new Dairy Queen on Saturday night when it was like nine degrees, <laughs> and waited an Is hour. Is it Dairy Queen? Get, yeah, yeah, like ten and it was minutes an from my hour house. wait. Yeah, because it's it just opened up. I want a blizzard in a blizzard. It's exactly. I could say that now. I had so a blizzard. You got a blizzard in a blizzard, or I guess in in a bomb cyclone. A, a blizzard and a bob cyclone. A bob cyclone sounds like a new, like a new dessert at, at Dairy Queen. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's both a dessert and a minor league baseball team. Yes. Um. Well, this is Father Sean's last day in Tennessee. Yeah, I haven't been here for a month. Just He's so been here for his whole sabbatical. Um. Overall, uh, one to ten. What's the trip? I'd give it an eight and a half. An eight. What, and what? What was missing for that extra one and a half? So I don't think you could ever have a 10. That's fair. I don't think you could ever Why have a 10. Why not a 9 then? Why not a 9? Because I feel like last year was a 9.5, and, and it wasn't as good as last year. That's fair. I had a little bit more expectations than I did going into it last year. A couple of people that I got to hang out with last year weren't around this year. Okay. So those but are the people the, that I would like to see. Doesn't the environment make up for that? The environment, meaning meaning the the mansion that we're currently recording in. Yes, the the house is better. So it would have been an eight, but because of the house, it's an eight and a half. Say that again. Well, I'm you, listening. I heard what you said, no, you're but not I'm not listening. understanding. You're looking at your card verification. I'm no, I'm listening. You said because if it wasn't for the house, it would be an eight and a half. I was confused. No, by it that would have been an eight, but the house. Bumped it up a point five. Yes, the house bumped it up a point five. What's the highlights? The highlights are um, last night was a very fun night. We got ramen. Yes, the ramen 
was a little bit disappointing for me. I got the wrong thing. I didn't like it, and that was my fault. Um, so that would be one of the things that would knock it down 0.5. Wow, so missing people was a minus 0.5 and then uh, we didn't get to have pepper fire chicken okay the ramen wasn't as good as last year and um, canceling uh, our plans last night the original plans last night bumps it down a total of one point okay however I think the highlight if you're asking me which no one is but what else is new that the Titans winning that was a lot of fun. It was the highlight so far. We got to watch the Titans amongst a group of Titans fans win a playoff Were you guys rooting game. for the Titans? Oh, of course. I wasn't, really, because we did a fantasy league, and the Titans doing well hurt me. I, <laughs> but I, I was excited to see everyone excited. I was gifted Titans gear this year from Joe Moncada and Joe Moncada. So <laughs> I, I own a Marcus Mariota jersey. Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Mariota. Anyway. Who are you um, drafting, Marcus Mariota? <laughs> <laughs> so One I, of the highlights for me, though, was today getting a haircut from the Handsomizer. Yes. It's a lot of fun. Do tell the experience. It is Steve Mason of Jars of Clay fame so has a barbershop next to their studio. Steve Mason Jar. So oh, clay. clay. Steve Mason Jars of Clay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he he has a barber shop um, next to his studio, at, or I guess in the studio, but like underneath. I don't know how you. Yeah. Would, yeah. And he is he gives a an A one haircut. Have an A one day. And the conversation is top notch, if I might say so myself. Essentially, you're paying for the conversation. Yeah, he's well versed in many many areas. He could talk about politics, sports, faith. You name it, he could talk about it. It's a great experience. Wait, so but so he still plays, but he cuts hair too. He doesn't play as much. They're still okay. technically a band, but they don't tour a lot, or mm. they'll play a handful does, of shows here and there. Does he does he cut hair because he needs to, or just because he likes to do it? I think it's a mixture of both. He definitely likes it. He definitely likes it, but it, it is now the large majority of his income, I would okay. say. I don't know. I haven't seen his bank statements, but <laughs> right. Steve well, Mason Jars of Clay, if you're listening. Well, why don't you find out, get your hands on some of those bank statements and report next uh, podcast. Yes, I, I, I could say this. Last year, when we went, there was no one before us. There was no one after us. This year we went, there was a guy in the chair before us. And there was a guy coming in after us. So he maybe he's doing better. Take it take it however you will. And now he'll he'll get a boost from us. Yeah. I think we should Yelp him. That's like I don't know if I've ever brought this up, Nolan, but do you use Yelp? No, it's really funny because my dad just asked me what it was last night. But I've never I, actually used it. I know what it is. I never used it though. I use it. Yet I don't I don't write reviews. So then now I'm wondering who am I putting my confidence in? Like mm. what's the what's the kind of person that writes a Yelp review? They're a professional Yelp reviewer. Is it and, and is it that is it a kind of person that I would trust? Can I get paid it, for that? No, oh. no. I mean, if they're professional Yelp reviewers, then maybe. But you know, what I mean, if you go to a restaurant, you're like, oh well, Gina 
from Syosset said that this place is awful. Uh, we're not going to go there. How do we know that Gina from Syosset knows anything about Mexican food? You, you, have to read, you have to read the review. Because if the well, review ha- was like, I don't like the service that I got because the waiter didn't smile as soon as he came to the table. Disregard that review. Well, I think, yeah, but- you, I think you also have to, um, you have to look at multiple reviews. You can't base it off of one review. Yeah. Um, That's and true. I think, I think also that, like, one thing I'll do, not necessarily on Yelp because I don't really use Yelp, but other review sites I'll like or, like, even just Google, I'll see what the review are for place, reviews are for places I've been. And I'll notice a difference sometimes in the experience. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think we should Yelp him. I've never Yelped, wrote a review, but I would write a review for the Handsomizer. Okay, maybe we could do that after the podcast. Sounds good. Or maybe you, we could talk and I'll just whip my phone out and start doing it. Did I miss any of the conversation? <laughs> Zing. I don't know, Nolan. I'm trying to make him feel bad. It's not working. Pew, 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 pew. Well, I, I do think a highlight that Father Sean has not mentioned is making a new friend here in Nashville. And what? That, that Just new friend, roommate Ricky, who's currently staring at a snow globe right now. staring at a snow globe. As if he's never seen one before. So we're going to take a break and get Ricky up and loaded. And when we come back, Ricky Vasquez. <laughs> Welcome back to the Untitled Jack Bauer podcast. Here with the Catholic worship leaders version of Justin Bieber, <laughs> Ricky Vasquez. Hello, Ricky. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know if that's something to be proud of. Or <laughs> no, I'm I'll saying you're like decide. you're like the uh, young Bieber, young no, Bieber. No, the Bieber. I'm, I feel like. I feel like Justin Bieber, like we're we're past the point where it's like not cool to be compared to Bieber. Like he's all right. Then I he's earned he's earned respect, comparison. right? <laughs> you gotta go. Um, what about Timberlake? It's cool to be Timberlake. Has it ever not been cool to be Timberlake? Yeah, but then I'm saying that Ricky is the best Catholic worship leader of all time. Wow, I, I don't agree Bull. with that. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Let's stick with all right. We're gonna stick with Bieber when his album when Purpose came out. Oh, so like right on the cusp. Right on the cusp, where we're like, ah, we like this guy. Yeah, this is good. Everyone likes him. He's good at what he does. Yeah, handsome. We're not we're like resentful that he's like a YouTube sensation. We're resentful that he's a YouTube. <laughs> not sensation. resentful. Not, I yeah, meant like it as a compliment. He's no Tay Zonday. <laughs> 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 he recently signed up for Yelp. Recent, yeah, yeah. We, we, how does that feel, Ricky? Just listening to us talk, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good. Maybe Yelp should sponsor us after this episode. I know. We'll try. <laughs> I don't think we have enough of an audience to. Uh... Yeah, does anyone Yelp about you guys? No, no. we should be. I on could Yelp. do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah let's just do a Yelp account. Their last episode was great. <laughs> <laughs> With the Catholic Justin Bieber. So, for those of you who don't know, um, so, I mean, it's just our mom that listens, so she knows. Uh, but Ricky is a busy Catholic worship leader, right? Yeah. Both both a musician, but the main source of income, would you say, is Catholic worship. Yes, and 
My helpless romantic songs on the side. Yes. <laughs> helpless romantic <laughs> songs that you could find on iTunes. So, fun fact, Nolan. Aiden Campanello. <laughs> Campolitano. Campolitano was formerly of your youth group, correct? That is correct. And he had went on to your youth group to college, and then I guess in a, over the summer went to Covecrest, which is like teen summer camp. Indeed. And yeah, he there, was a summer missionary. For quite he was a summer time. missionary. And there, Ricky was... Were you a missionary as well as leading worship at the time? Yeah. So Ricky was both a missionary leading worship, had met Aiden right before Ricky was moving to Nashville. So Aiden had sent me a Facebook message saying, hey, my friend Ricky is moving to Nashville, and I was recently new to Nashville, also looking for friends, where I was like, you know what? I went on a bunch of mandates, and they were all failures, and it was almost (laughs) to the point where I was like, you know what? It's not worth it anymore. But then I said, "This I'm going to trust Aiden and go on a mandate with Ricky." And two years later, here we are. Here we are, living That's under the fantastic. same roof together. It's because and I looked like Bieber. Because <laughs> he looked like Bieber, yeah. And, exactly. And, and Aiden is a listener of the podcast, and there's a good chance he listens to this episode. So the, it, just well, there you circle. go. So full circle. So I'm glad you called him Cabaloa. <laughs> Aiden, thank you for sparking this. Uh, I was going to say man relationship. What's the word for that? Bromance. Yeah. Platonic Aiden, this, love. this episode is sponsored by Aiden. This episode is no, spo- it's not. It's sponsored by John <laughs> Sorry, Aiden. You want to give us money, it could be sponsored by you, too. It could be sponsored by John McQuaid and Aiden Campbell. Too. And Aiden, yeah. Think about both. that, my friend. So the offer's the, and, on the table. And here we are. And then this time is probably the most Sean has ever hung out with Ricky. Yeah, I've seen Ricky. Um, Ricky sometimes plays music with Ike. So I've gotten to know Ricky not through living with Justin, but through hanging out with Ike when Ike plays at different events like CYMC or, well, you weren't at CYMC, but Steubenville, NYC. And then you played the Empower, which was held in Rockville Center this year. So I saw you again there. This is really the first time that I'm hanging out with you and Justin at the same time. So what, what do you think? What's the verdict? So far, like I said, you've been nothing but nice to me. So I have nothing <laughs> negative to say in and front of your face. It, and that's the, Holy Spi- <laughs> 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 that's the Holy Spirit would have it. Now, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, Ricky, but you don't listen to our podcast. Is that correct? I listened to one episode. As it was being recorded. So yeah. you listened to, to half of an episode because you didn't hear our responses. That was what Ike was on. And then Go he back decided. to the Ike episode and you can hear Ricky in the background. But what Ricky, <laughs> Ricky, not knowing that we often tried drinks on our podcast, bought us Topo Chico, which is Mexican mineral water. Bless you. <laughs> which I will say is incredibly refreshing. And had they wanted to, ah, wanted, I can't even speak. If you guys want to sponsor me, Topo Chico, I am also available. At Ricky Vasquez Also, Music. ladies, I am also available. <laughs> Just so you guys this know, is, we, try to, we try to refrain from profanity on this show. <laughs> this so is watch the Untitled Catholic Podcast, not the Untitled Tinder Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this is, that's a gr- this is a great platform for someone, for Ricky to find a nice girl. Out of the twelve <laughs> listeners, if there's a single girl in your, your mom's off the table, yeah, your mom's yes, off. My the mom table. is not single. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> if there happens to be a Catholic girl in Nashville that is in her 20s. Does she have to be in Nashville? Or is that preferable? Preferable. Preferable. But not necessary. Drivable well, how about, distance. How about Tennessee? In Tennessee. I yeah. like Tennessee. At Ricky Vasquez Music for um, everything, right? Instagram. At Ricky V-A-Z-Q. It's dumb, I know. <laughs> Vazg? Yeah. At Ricky Vazg Music. Or if Topo Chico, God bless you, is looking to sponsor a coming up EP that might be being released. See, I'm not Mexican, but I'm Puerto Rican, and I like water. So, so I feel like we're halfway there. <laughs> now you're out. All right, Father Sean, you want to do us the honors? Do we each get one? No. Yeah, we each get one. Well, Nolan does. Other Nolan, than Nolan. You enjoy. Nolan has never tried anything on this podcast. I know. Nolan, one day you should. So I think we have to open it in the microphone. Yeah. So, Father Sean, wanna... you do the honors. Wow. Oh, wow. Ooh, that sounded wow. awesome. Thank you. <laughs> you can't see it, but there was smoke there was coming smoke out of the top. Coming out. This is nice. Oh, Ooh, wow. wow. <laughs> this is. We, I, could, I could do this all day. Oh. <laughs> This is way more exciting than the interview. Yeah. <laughs> right, cheers, cheers, gentlemen. To Topo and Chico. Topo and Chico. <laughs> no, Topo eat Chico. As they say where this water is from, gracias. I can't stand by that. It's refreshing. It tastes like mineral water. There's no surprises. It's exactly how it's advertised. Which makes nice. us happy. Nice water. <laughs> Very rarely do we try things out here that is exactly as advertised. Made in Monterey, it's, Mexico. It's nice to see you guys try something and not immediately go into like coughing fits. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is nice. So I think the rest of the episode, you just hear this. <laughs> Our three um, listeners just got very thirsty. <laughs> just got well, to quench your thirst, may I recommend a Tokuo Chico? Um, so, Ricky. Thank you, amigo. Ricky just came back from an event called SLS. Do tell us what the event is. So, SLS stands for Student Leadership Summit, which they actually might change the branding of that so that it opens up past students. Mm-hmm. But it's a focus-sponsored event specifically for students that already kind of got it. They don't have to be like, they don't have to encounter Jesus for the first time. They don't have to like have this big conversion moment. It's like, you know all that stuff already. Now, how can you go deeper? So it's about like missions. And and then they also opened it up this year to post-college. That it was called like lifelong mission track. So youth ministers, priests, you name it. They gave talks for them as well. But it was 8,000 adults from all over in Chicago freezing their tushes off (laughs) for a week. (laughs) Something we did yesterday, Nolan, which I would highly recommend. If you go on Facebook, you could see all the videos of all the keynote speakers. Mm -hmm. So there's like the two MCs. And they're they're going back and forth. They're like, who would who would you have dinner with if you could have dinner with anyone in the world? And then the one guy's like, ah, I would have dinner with Pope Francis. And then the lady was like, I would have dinner with the actor who played Jesus. And then 
They're less annoying than that, but they were still. They didn't sound like that. that Anybody I would know? No, No. they were students, right? Missionaries, Missionaries. focused missionaries. They were slightly annoying, but this is me judging them (laughs) off of two minutes. And then they show the trailer of a new Jim Caviezel movie, and out walks Jim Caviezel. Whoa. It was incredible. Jesus himself. Jesus yeah. himself was at Looking, SLS. He, he had the face of as if he had just seen a car accident. <laughs> the intensity that was in his face. And they're like, yeah, Jim. He's like, shh. Yeah, he shushed everyone. It would have been great if he followed that up with, it's Jesus. <laughs> and then he got really intense, but it was incredible. It was it was, I he was got like, really intense. I'm still on edge about it. Uh, we, we went and ripped our shirts off and ran around outside <laughs> after it. He quoted Braveheart. It was great. He was screaming at us. Yeah. He was screaming. Like, so was, don't like, like when Jesus started world turning over the, the tables and yelling at the money changers. Yeah, it was exactly. similar to that. It was really cool. That kind cool. of intensity. And as Justin said, I don't know if I want to go to dinner with him. Yeah, I don't think I would. But I loved his talk. <laughs> yeah, he's not on my list. I think uh, Conan O'Brien's still on top of my list, but that's probably well, that's for uh, you. Should you should get him on this podcast, Conan? We should. Yeah, but I think he's scheduled to be on after Mark Wahlberg. Uh, yeah, we have to actually remind me to text Mark to see if he'll come on the next episode. Wahlberg's sure. the 200th episode. I think we have him penciled in for right. Yeah, Wahlberg's 200. Because by we allowed then, to we... reveal. By then the idea we for the 25th. A, could be in a good place to have a Wahlberg on. Yeah. I, I would settle for Donnie. <laughs> I'll, I'll settle for anyone, Shoot actually. for Mark. Shoot settle for, for Donnie. Shoot for Mark. It's, like shooting for Donnie. For, it's like shooting for heaven and settling for purgatory. <laughs> yeah, right? At the end of the day. That's a t-shirt it's a idea. <laughs> shoot for Mark and settle it's for Donnie. Sure. At the end of the day. What's that saying? If, if you if you aim for the moon, it's okay if you fail because you'll fall against amongst the stars. <laughs> <laughs> so aim for Mark. If it's okay if you fail, you just might end up next to Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Donnie. Um, are we allowed to reveal the 25th episode idea? Didn't we already talk about that on air? I thought that was off air. I don't remember. I now. don't remember either. I think this we is did like talk the talk about it on air. I don't know. This is the third episode we've recorded today. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and if you enjoy that episode, give it five stars on Yelp. Yes, Yelp it for five <laughs> Preferably stars. Preferably five stars on iTunes. But that's, we could do that too. I think I have two questions now that I'm going to throw in the pile, and we'll narrow it down. We'll ask Monsignor McDonald his favorite Ricky Vasquez song. <laughs> and then it, we'll ask him which, who would he rather have lunch with. Mark or Donnie Wahlberg? <laughs> you poor slob. What are you talking about? Who's Donnie Wahlberg? <laughs> and on, on that note, we'll, we'll take a break and then come back and actually talk to Ricky. And we're back. <laughs> Ricky doesn't know how we do this. We just pause for a second. Sometimes, sometimes it's twenty minutes. Sometimes it's twenty minutes. minutes. Sometimes but I feel like we're we're in a groove. Between. I yeah. want to get a pee break. Yeah, yeah. No pee. All this Topo Chico. So, Ricky, if someone if someone were to and this had had happened to us before, but if someone were to say, "What do you do for a living?" How do you answer? Uh, first thing I say is I do music. 
And, and then, then they it. usually follow up with, like what? And then, because it's usually women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking of Jake specifically, <laughs> yeah. our friend Jake. But anyway, anyway, sure. I say, then I say I'm a worship leader and secular artist. So, you've been in Nashville two years. Yeah, two and a half years. Two and a half years. We're at pretty much the same tenure in Nashville. What... First, I'll ask several questions, and then you can answer them however. Um, what got you into leading worship, and then what got you to Nashville? Both are kind of in the same... Like, I have the same answer for both, pretty much. My famous saying, when I explain my life, is I just ride the wave. Nah, which I'm currently Vance. riding the wave. I don't surf well. <laughs> Ask the people that took me surfing in California. But I ride the wave of life. So I never planned to be a worship leader. Actually, the first time I started leading worship or singing at church in any like kind of realm was I had a crush on this girl. Her name was Margaret. If you're listening, Margaret. <laughs> I still don't like you very much, but I'm working on healing from that. Yeah. <laughs> With the grace of Jesus yeah. Christ who makes those things possible. She's definitely listening, by the way. <laughs> yeah. She's one of the three listeners. My mom's Margaret. And <laughs> I don't know the third. But she was going to this camp called Cove Crest. Ah. I was barely Catholic at all. Was And how old were you then? This is... Freshman year of high school. Okay. So this is a while ago. Um, I signed up for Cove Crest, learned all these worship songs that I thought were stupid, uh, and started singing them at Mass. So Margaret. would like me. <laughs> I did start to date Margaret. <laughs> but was definitely leading worship for the wrong reasons. <laughs> so it worked. However, I uh, continued to do it all of high school, ended up becoming the music director at that parish, during college, then became a missionary with Life Teen. While I was there, I would kind of like jam with whatever full-time worship leaders came um, and kind of learned a little bit about worship leading in particular versus like just playing songs and like how to pray with people. But it was from like a backseat perspective. Then the next summer came and my role at Covecrest was to lead worship and also lead worship with other people. So I kept learning Eventually, this California surfer dude named Alob bailed on one week of camp. So they're like, oh, well, Ricky's been practicing to do that all year. So I went, did that week of camp. It went really well. Suddenly, people were asking me to do more things. Before I know, my whole year was booked up of worship gigs. And I was like, well, I guess I can do that now. I, I, and then was it <laughs> so when, here we are. <laughs> was it when that started that you moved to Nashville? So, at the time, I was at University of Miami. Go Canes. Woo! <laughs> I'm wearing a giant turnover chain sweater, which you guys can't see. Yes. Um, but no one pretty can obnoxious. see it. It's pretty obnoxious. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Go Canes. Um, but that school is a private school, and it's very expensive. So, I realized... <laughs> Sounds I, expensive. I couldn't afford to go there, but it also was like a dry zone for music, especially my kind of music. Because everything there is salsa music or like EDM, which I'm not very good at either of those things. So I was like, I, if I'm going to continue going to school, I want to go to a town that I can do music in and also finish school. 
I ended up leaving school, just doing music full time because that kind of took off. Nashville seemed like a good place because a lot of doors opened and I found a house. Um, and it was a Christian town and a music town. So I was like, well, I can do music there and worship leading there. And uh, I was like, you know what? Let's just go. So here we are. So overall, good decision. They have weather. They have weather. That's true. Miami's just rain and sunshine. And Topo Chico. And Topo Chico. So here you are two and a half years later. Do you... Is it a good decision? Well, I'm sitting here with you two, so it must be. <laughs> good answer. This, All right. This so is like the apex right here. If I had moved to Nashville, I would have never gone to Zumba or anything. That's right. R- Ricky and I do a lot together, including Zumba. And um, tickle each other. And tickle tickle. In a very tu- safe environment tu- way for tickle, all those parishes listening. Tickle Tuesdays. <laughs> we will probably cut that out. If you have to, Father Sean, if you have to say in a safe environment way, does it mean it's not a safe environment way? Yeah, I would say usually when someone says something like that, like it's like when someone says, with all due respect, usually you're about to get insulted. <laughs> right. Um, um, I have a question for Ricky. Okay. Uh, just because you mentioned, um, you mentioned that there was when you first started, you were into, uh, you were doing the worship leading for the wrong reasons. So I, at at what point did that change? I, I wanted to ask point. that too. Thank you, Nolan. And and um, how, and like well, just like what I, what did change specifically? That like what was the moment like? I would say it was kind of a gradual transition, um, but a lot of it was based out of going to camp. It was like every year I would keep going to camp and I'd get like another step further. So first year I would see all these like college students and there's this really muscular dude named Eric Martin. Who worked there at the time And I was like Whoa he's pretty cool Why the heck does he believe in this stuff Something's off here Because usually cool people Don't believe in this stuff So this is high school Ricky This is high school Ricky The next year goes before you met us So Yeah exactly (laughs) The next year comes And I was like Whoa I actually think I buy into this But I don't know in practice What that looks like Then the next year comes It's like Okay I really buy into this Oh They're singing songs They're actually prayers Father, Son, Holy Spirit, got my hands up, you know, I'm into this. Senior, you know what I mean? It's like step by step by step. And then uh, I think it was a big difference when I started worshiping with other worship leaders and they kind of mentored me in like what it's truly about and like how to lead a congregation that I was like, okay, this is a lot more than just singing songs. And I, I still learn things every day, so... From, from Father Sean specifically. <laughs> was there like a aha... <laughs> moment in front of the Eucharist as well that you were like I think I think that's actually Jesus um yeah I feel like with me it's not your average story because I might have had two or three aha moments like I I'm kind of stubborn so I like would have that aha moment and then Margaret would come back and be like so Margaret started out as a great influence <laughs> And suddenly became a, a bad influence. Oh, Margaret. She's the worst. I know. She's the pets. Let's just get I'm that sorry if you're listening to this. I'm sure right you're now. in a good place now. Um, <laughs> Clearly, you two keep in touch. However, <laughs> I felt like I needed to almost get dragged along. And I think that I, I got it my senior year of high school and then kind of lost it in college. If, you hear, if you're listening, college folks, don't lose it. There you go. Go to your campus ministries which I avoided like the plague. Um, I think when I became a missionary with Life Teen, which I have 
no idea why they accepted me at the time because I was not very in a, like in a very good place. Probably because um, you were a dude. Yeah, I think that was the aha moment. I think when you got accepted, living in community, like seeing how the other people pray, and I was like, "What do they have that I'm missing out on here?" So, so what was the motivation to become a life teen missionary? I think after I went to camp as a senior, two people had like prayed over me to consider it, and I was like really in the zone. And then me and Margaret broke up, and she's the one that kind of brought me to the church initially. So I was like, well. If she's not legit, then this whole thing's not legit. So then I like backtracked. But at the time, I like really wanted to be a summer missionary. Kind of started an application when it came out, but didn't. Went through this terrible first semester, then got asked to do a retreat, music-wise. And I was like, oh no. But I can't say no to things, so I did it anyways. Uh, and at the end of the retreat... So you want to play at my parish for free, Vicky? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a long time ago, Bob. <laughs> at the end of the retreat, a bunch of the teens wrote these affirmation notes and left them in my guitar case, randomly. But it like made me feel awful, because I was like, they're affirming me, but they don't know that I'm not like what I am seeming like. Um, and that, like later that night, someone had messaged me, a former summer missionary, and said, hey, the application for Cove Chris is due at midnight. Don't forget. And this is like an hour before it was due. So I was like, you know what? I used to want to do that. And I felt like in a better place after that retreat. So I was like, what the heck? They're not going to accept me anyways. And just turned it in. And it wasn't until they called and accepted me that I was like, oh, no. But I actually tried to get out of it. <laughs> um, and they wouldn't let me. So I showed up three days late, and here we are. <laughs> wow, I didn't, I didn't know all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, one of the things you had mentioned about seeing how people prayed was inspiring. What would be, how would that look for people who were like looking to pray better or you know, pray with other people or something like that? How would that? What did that look like that was inspiring to you? Uh, in terms of worship or prayer in general? You said you saw the way people were praying and it, it influenced you. Yeah. What did that look like? I'll start with worship. Uh, I remember walking in and they'd have some some guy on the guitar singing these songs that I've sang for years. Um, and these people were like screaming with everything that they had, these songs, with their hands up. They were like singing their own praises it's very charismatic, so to speak, but um, you could see in their faces that they believed what they were saying, which is something that I don't think I was accustomed to at the time, and I, something I didn't know I could fully do at the time, but I knew I did it my senior year for a little bit, or my junior year for a little bit, so something like enticing and inherently attractive about the way that they were like sold out for this whole thing, and when we had free time, a lot of them would take that time and be in the chapel. And like to me, free time is like the time that we don't have to pray there because we pray all the time there. <laughs> um, and just how they like were so concerned for me as a person and like that whole community, it just really sucks you in really quick where they're like, there's something that all these people have that I want. And then suddenly I was engaging into and it's kind of never stopped from there. So when you go, say you go to a retreat and play or a conference, whatever, what is your mission? Because it's not like you don't become a Catholic worship leader 
to become famous and fly on private jets and do all that kind of stuff. There's yeah. like something... Because Catholic worship leaders don't fly on private jets. They don't jets. fly on private jets. So if that's why I was doing Not it. Not that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> You're in it for the I'm wrong, in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. I got I to gotta get out of this. Um, so now what, like, do you, yeah, not, yeah, sorry, sorry to break it to you, Ricky. Um, <laughs> but is there, is there like, what's the motivation? Is it to, to lead kids to that aha moment that you had? Is it to help kids pray all the above? Like, what's your heart behind it? Yeah, well, just looking over my whole life, I gave you guys the quick summary. I don't really tell quick stories usually. <laughs> so if I told you every detail, it's like crazy how much like, was laid out for me to be here where I'm at now. But a lot of people played a part in it, um, whether it be other worship leaders or speakers or just missionaries or whatever. So priests, when, priests. When I'm doing, yeah, I actually wrote a blog on Father's Day about multiple priests that had like an impact in this journey, which is kind of cool. You can find it on Life Teen. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> plug. Uh, but I think the motivation for me is recognizing how important each one of those individuals were in my own journey and like i remember this girl when i was on summer step actually she said uh it's, it's like this weird thing that once you taste it like you can't go back like so my, i think i feel like my job most of the time is to help people have that initial taste like help that initial encounter in any way i can um, and if, or even be a part of the journey because you don't know like what step I reach them at. But I know like being there, I could possibly help them get towards that ultimate encounter. So, and we're getting a phone ball, phone call. Yeah, Clubberg's calling during the podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then you you don't just like if you go to retreat you're not just playing music you're spending time with kids you're yeah so a lot of it's around, relational ministry yeah. dance parties playing this game called flicker ball <laughs> I'll give men's talks from time to time just trying to invest in everyone that's there that weekend to know that like in some way I can bring them closer to Jesus so it's very much a ministry versus just absolutely. That's awesome. If it wasn't a ministry, I probably wouldn't do it because I could make a lot more money using my degree. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a real job. Um, Nolan, do you have any questions, Father Sean? Yeah. I mean, um, well, Ricky, so you, you do um, a lot of, obviously, retreats and conferences and masses and stuff. You, go, you show up to a, a, a gig, for lack of a better term, and the pastor or... Um, you know, music person or whoever the contact person is there says to you, you can do whatever you want. This floor is yours, except I have one request. You absolutely must play this song. What What's the song that would absolutely make you cringe to have to play? <laughs> I mean, there's a whole list. But, uh... <laughs> if you could narrow it to just one or two, that would really, you know. <sighs> absolutely make me cringe. I mean, I think if I get absolute freedom other than this one song, I could bite the bullet in yeah. almost any song. But I don't know. 
Go make a difference might be the top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely I, refuse to end a mass. Go, with, make, a go make a difference. You can make a that's difference. That's brutal. Oh, uh, gosh. That's a good answer. Uh, that's that's that might be top. You, you know you... what? I've a, I've asked that question of worship leaders before, and that's not the first time someone said go make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> How do you um, pick your songs that you're gonna play? So, like for example, this summer when you're doing Cove Crest and all the other things that you're gonna be going to, I'm assuming you pick new songs here and there. How do yeah. you find said new songs? Um, in my case, I actively listen to worship music, so I kind of am always listening for my own self, just like, because if I sing the same songs forever, it, like, I'll go crazy. You need, like, new prayers and new things, so a lot of times I'm listening to new stuff myself, and then also listening of that new stuff, what do I think teens can gravitate towards quickly? So not like everything I listen to is usable necessarily yeah. or usable yet. Um, so and when I pick songs for events and whatever, I kind of try to keep a mix of like things that they might know so that they're comfortable praying those songs without like worrying about it and newer stuff that can give them something new or a new direction to go. And I think a, a mix of both is good. So what's your go to worship group? Worship group? Hmm. I don't know. You got the classics. <laughs> the Hill Songs of the World. But, the Hill Songs. Uh, I really enjoy playing United Pursuit stuff. It's a little bit more low-key. Especially, like, re- it's really repetitive, which is good for, like, adoration and not, like, lyric-based stuff. Uh, Elevation Worship, a lot of their new stuff is good. Bethel, because that's like a million worship leaders under their umbrella. Yeah. Like I, I like this new guy they have called Corey Asbury. <laughs> he loves him so much he doesn't know his last name. <laughs> he, he, just can't, he only has one song out. But yeah. It's a song called Reckless Love, and I've already been using it a lot. And uh, I'm probably going to use it this summer. So, for, for am, I, am I wrong to say that like this is like really like a... A, like kind of like a golden era for some of this stuff. Like I feel like there's some really good worship music out there nowadays. Yeah, yeah. better than ever. Justin would know that more than I do. He I, he's I, around I, it all the time. But I mean, I I would know, definitely just, agree with you, Nolan. I just feel like like more than ever, I'm I'm less embarrassed than ever to like show like Christian music to like friends that don't listen to it. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like, think I feel being... like a lot of my friends would would like actually like respect some of it oh yeah yeah which compared to like early 2000s worship that i used to use i feel like go make a difference difference. trading my sorrows i'm trading my sorrows actually we should bring that back i take it back that's not the worst that's not the worst you could do multi-language with that there you go sing it what how would you say it in spanish i'm trading my sorrows si senor si senor Topo Chico, Topo Chico, Topo Chico. That's offensive. We bonje, we bonje. That's Haitian Creole. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. uh, that, there, there's, that's something to mention that I was, was going to bring in. <laughs> Nolan. I don't know why I'm just directing it. Bonjour. Uh Do tell us, Ricky. Ricky's very much involved with uh, the Life Teen Missions in Haiti. 
So when was the, when was the first time you went, and why do you keep going back? Because you go what twice a year at least. Yeah, I've I think I've gone seven or eight times in the last three or four years. So when was the first time you went, and why do you keep going back? First time I went was right after I did camp for the first time. So kind of after that aha moment. And that that whole six weeks that I was at camp, each week we were like fundraising for Haiti. And I kept having this weird like burning desire to go to Haiti. Like I was like way more into the fundraising aspect than everyone else because I was like, (laughs) whatever. So I reached out to a guy who was at the camp who I knew had gone to Haiti before and kind of helped start the base. And I was like, I need to go to Haiti. I don't know why, but I need to go, and I need to go as soon as possible. And he's like, all right, we'll see what we can do. Um, And another girl on my trip was going to Haiti the week after, and turns out they had an open spot on the trip, but with the group that was going with her group, so not necessarily her group. So I called to figure it out, and the lady called me back, and she's like, yeah, we have one spot. Um, It's from a group from the University of Miami, that's going where I was a student at the time, but I'd never gone to their campus ministry. <laughs> ever. Um, she's like, can you fly from Miami? And I was like, well, funny enough, I live in Miami and go to that school. So I can definitely go with that group to Haiti. God really wants you on. His I know side. it's yeah. weird. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Which was kind of bizarre. Cause then I met the campus minister and campus ministry in Haiti, had this awesome time there with them and then came back to school and was like, on the outreach team of the campus ministry and like really involved in everything already when school started. So it's kind of a, I've had, my whole life is like a quick transition from zero to a hundred, but real quick, but Haiti, uh, I don't know. There's something about it. The first time I went, it really, it was hard cause I couldn't speak the language and I was just Longer. like frustrated, but I like was like, I knew I was supposed to be here. So I'm not going to let this stop me. So I would just act like a fool, and they, the, the teens thought I was funny, which then could progress me more in, like, relationship with them, where they would, like, start to teach me stuff. And then I'd, like, play soccer, and soccer's universal language, I've realized. So I'd be like, oh, I'm Ronaldo. And they'd be like, ha-ha, no, you suck. <laughs> but you're good-looking, so maybe. Um, in vain. In vain. Yeah. Exactly. We're, we're, we're not perfect. No, we're, we're working on it. We're works in progress. That's why I'm friends with you, Father Sean. <laughs> Can we go to confession after this? Um, but yeah, it just impacted me a lot, like how joyful they were in such dire circumstances. But then also I like really developed relationships with certain individuals there, which I was like, after I left, I was like, I got to come back and like continue journeying with this kid or this kid, whatever, which is crazy. Cause like, like for instance, one kid I met the first time I went there, his name, his nickname was boy. Cause he was kind of like just a boy, um, like a punk, sense. A punk kid. <laughs> his real name's Wilkins. Uh, but he like only went to the, the base to play soccer, nothing else. He didn't want to really like do anything else. And I like had visited him every year pretty much. And he went from like, this punk kid who I would text on WhatsApp, like, please go to church, to, like, he actually ended up devoting a year to take care of a paralyzed priest and, like, bathe him and feed him and, like, left his home to, like, basically serve this priest for a year. And that was, like, his, like, missionary role. So he went from, like, kid that wouldn't even go to church to, like, kid 
bathing this like paralyzed man full time and like serving him out of like the goodness of his heart instead of like going straight to college. So it's like just journeying with people like that impacts my own life. But then I also like to them, it matters a lot that you come back. It matters a lot that you like care enough to like check in on them and like read scripture with them when you come. And I don't know. I just I've had a really interesting journey. I almost moved there once. Decided not to, um, but, like, have lived this special, like, relationship with it where I can kind of just come different times throughout the year and, like, basically get away from uh, here for a while, too, turn off my phone and emails from youth ministers for a little bit and just focus on, like, people. So, you, were there, you were there this time last year. You spent most of the summer there. Yeah. Are you going this year? Yes, I'm trying to work that out. So, to um, be determined. Um, yeah, to be determined. There's a lot on the agenda, so I have to try to find a nice chunk of time to go. But. So what does 2018 look like for RickyVasquezMusic.com? So I am about to release a new project that is for my secular stuff. So it's heartfelt, emotional Ricky. It's Ricky Reads His Diary Live on <laughs> iTunes. Um <laughs> So that should be coming out in about March-ish. And then from then on, I'm going to be working on writing worship songs because I'm trying to develop a worship project. We'll see how that goes. Stay tuned. But it's in the works. That's all I can say. Is it safe to legally. say that Justin is working with you on that project? Legally, I cannot respond to any yeah. of your questions. I can neither <laughs> confirm can neither nor deny. deny. I plead the Fifth plead Amendment the fifth. of the United States. <laughs> yes, likewise. The right to bear arms. <laughs> That's the Second Amendment. That's I just wanted second. to see if I could get Ricky to die. Uh, no, I almost fr- <laughs> was frazzled. <laughs> just look at the snow globe again. It'll come <laughs> I'm not very good <laughs> off the cuff, Sean. <laughs> you know that through Snapchat. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to a friend of mine, Beth, if you're listening, hello. She's she's probably not, but I'll tell her to, I'll make sure I send her this episode. Sorry, that was an inside joke, listeners. Most of our jokes are inside jokes, which is why we only have 12 listeners. (laughs) And I think it's one person downloading it four or five times because they don't know how to use Podbean or iTunes or... Whatever else you can listen to us on. On every device they own. Well, so, Ricky, the, something that we do, since you don't listen to the podcast, um, <coughs> we always give a final question. Oh. So, Father Sean, I, I think he has a final question for, for you, Ricky. So, I think when, when we look at um, something like missionary work, right? It's got to be hard to, to leave the people that you're with. What would be the most depressing thing that you witnessed in Haiti? The most depressing thing? Yeah, like something really gut-wrenching. See, the weird thing about Haiti, though... Amen! Oh, oh, you got cut off by the final Ricky, amen. The final amen. <laughs> Gotcha. You, we don't have really. We don't really have time for you to answer that question. So oh, you have to man. save it for next time. <laughs> oh, I had a feeling that was going to happen to him. I just like he was ready to answer it though. I yeah. was. <laughs> that would have brought our listenership down from twelve 
Yeah, from no, we don't have friends on a depressing note. Do you have any actual final questions, Nolan? I love how Justin always asks to do something final after we have the final. No, amen. I'm just saying. There's the final amen, and then the wrap up. So like the like post amen upbeat song. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. the end, the and your then grace is enough. Exactly. So to speak. There's yeah. the end, and then there's the outro. Spoken this is, like a true worship leader. This is the outro. No one. I have nothing to contribute to that outro. Yeah, no, Nolan's got nothing. Usually this is how it goes. Ricky, anything? You have any questions for Nolan or us? Uh, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Your <laughs> grace is enough. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough. Is enough for me. Lord, I sing your... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was always par- partial to revive my heart, renew my soul. I don't think right? I know that one. I want, Matt Marr, I want your boy. Grace is enough at the end of the mass. And this girl comes up to me and she goes, hey, you play music, right? And I'm thinking like she's going to say something nice. She goes, I hated that. Fun. <laughs> 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 That, that was the last well, I spoke to her. Was, yeah. <laughs> Bit your tongue. So That's on that awesome. note. <laughs> this was fun. You would do this again, right, Ricky? Yeah, if you paid me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Ricky will never do this again. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to yeah, John McQuaid about that. Yeah. You can pay me in Topo Chico. We'll, pay you <laughs> yeah. we'll get Ricky a nice Topo Chico to do this again. Both fresh and familiar. Fresh and familiar. Well, the next episode's going to be a good one. This was a good one, but the next episode will be a good one, too. So if you're listening now, stay tuned for the episode 25 coming up of the extravaganza. And we'll see you on Yelp. Yeah, we'll see you on Yelp. Go at, at Ricky Vasque Music, how you spell it? V-A-Z-Q. Ricky V-A-Z-Q Music. I try to change it, but I once tried to use my whole name, but some guy who's never posted anything... Took that away from me. <laughs> and you know who it is? No. I, I have a theory. I have a fan theory that <laughs> Margaret made it. <laughs> and she just did take your name. Let's report it as abusive yeah, until gonna, it t- gets taken report, down. We're taking you down. Margaret. You're going down. I really hope and she doesn't find timber. this So how she stumbled upon this. <laughs> Father Sean. God bless everyone who listened to this episode. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time. Nice.